On today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do if you get a DUI. There's a lot of questions surrounding what to do if you get a DUI from how it impacts your job, how it impacts your record, what you should do as far as when to call a lawyer. We're gonna answer all of those questions plus some really fun questions from Google about what to do if you get a DUI. This is the Lady Lawyer League podcast, Omaha's leading lady lawyers, empowering women to be legal savvy. Hosted by Susan Ruff and Tracy Hightower-Henny of Hightower Ruff Law. Welcome back to the Lady Lawyer League podcast, season three. Season three. We are in a studio. And there are video cameras everywhere. Video cameras. Like, I think there's five. 14. Okay, 14. Four, four. So season three is the video season. We got a little practice by being guests on other people's podcasts, but not our own. So this is weird. <laughs> weird and good. Yeah, weird in a good way. All right, so we're excited. Oh, and there's like a countdown clock too. Oh, yeah. It's like at a track meet. Yeah. <laughs> How fast can we get this done? Yeah, where it's got the really fast seconds Yeah, I'm not going. gonna look at that. That's gonna give me a heart attack. <laughs> All right, so season three, we're excited to um, answer a lot of specific questions, and today we're talking about DUIs. DUI. What does that stand for? Driving under the influence. So do you always have to be driving? Um, yes. And we're gonna <laughs> talk about what kind of things you can drive. Right, it's gonna be really fun. All right, so this is really Susan's area. Um, as a criminal defense attorney, I don't really do DUIs at all. I think maybe I've tried it 10 years ago and then was like, wait, how do you get out of it? How, meaning as an attorney or as a person charged? Or you help your client get out of it. And then you sort of realize like, you really can't get your client out of it. Well, it's, it's really not any different than any other criminal charge, except there's a few extra steps and they have their own specific report that the police do. But other than that, I mean, people still have all the same rights and you still have a, the same process at court and all of that, so. Okay, so what should someone do if they get a DUI? They should immediately call an attorney, probably someone who has experience in DUIs. Like curbside, they should call the attorney curbside. <laughs> no, well, that's probably not going to happen. The cops probably won't let them. Okay, so you get pulled over and you're drunk. What should you do? So I am only speaking of this from an attorney perspective, not as the perspective of someone who's had this happen. Right. So, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't judge you if you did, but. No, right. Thanks. Just hasn't I appreciate happened. that. Um, if you get pulled over and the police officer assumes that you are drunk, they're gonna start doing some different testing to determine if there's alcohol in your system. And how can an officer assume that you may have been drinking? Um, they're trained to look for certain types of driving is generally people who are drunk and it's not kind of what you would think. Most people that get pulled over for drunk driving are not speeding. They're generally not, you know, like they're not driving aggressively. They're actually usually either driving too slow, they're weaving, they don't have their headlights on, stupid stuff. Like they're not using their turn signal. Like stuff that you do when you're drunk or don't do. Or stuff you do when you're distracted, you know? Like being drunk. Yeah, but it's, it's like little things. The person is actually sometimes driving okay, but they don't have their lights on. 
so they get pulled over. And the time of day a lot of times too. I was gonna say, the time of day. Yeah. So we add 1 a.m. and a little swerving and no headlights and bam. Yep, get pulled over and you know the police officer comes over to the window probably asks you for your driver. should you should you say i'm not going to open the window um no i think if the officer ha- asks you to roll down the window and you don't you could get in more trouble there's a charge called obstructing that you wouldn't want to have added on to whatever else you're going to get charged with which means you're not following the requests of a police officer okay so roll down the window, they're gonna ask you for your license, your registration, your insurance card, and they might make small talk with you. And at this point, this person is trying to act the least drunk as they can. Yes, and very average probably, very like, I'm a concerned citizen. And they're probably going to engage in the small talk with the cop. Cause, and the reason the cop is doing that is I think twofold, one, they're trying to get you to keep breathing out so they can smell alcohol on you and see if you're slurring your words. And they're also trying to get you to trust them as like a regular person. Like, oh, how's your day going? Yada, yada, where, you know, a lot of times they'll say, where are you going? What, do you know why I pulled you over? They don't care what your answer is. They just wanna get you talking. But I mean, if you say like, well, I was at the bar, uh, that might. So, so far, this isn't really like the movies. Like in the movies, people are driving erratically and going 800 miles an hour and running over curbs and the car's flipping over. I mean, I think that happens too, but I don't think that's the usual DUI. Okay. I mean, you you do hear about those really sad cases where someone rolls their car or they crash into the school bus or what. I mean, that obviously happens, but I don't think that's the typical DUI. Okay, so in this moment, is there really any way, because the number one question is from our clients, how could I have gotten out of it? Is there a way in this moment, like as you roll the window down, you can get out of a DUI? Um, no, in the sense that when you are issued a driver's license in Nebraska, you've agreed to take what's called a, an alcohol test. That's what, I don't know. What's Where you get out and you walk the line. No, 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 not that one. Oh. The one, the, you, you've agreed. The breathalyzer. Yes, that's it. You were having a brain fart. I was totally having, a, I was like, the, there's like, because they do the side of the road one, which is called the preliminary breath test, which is just like a little handheld thing. You, you, you don't have to blow into that. If you don't, you'll get a class four misdemeanor, which is just a fine. Um, but when you are issued a driver's license in Nebraska, you've agreed to let law enforcement test your breath or your blood for alcohol. It's like a, it's like an implied consent thing. Okay. So even if you refuse to do like the walk on the line, you refuse to blow in the handheld thing, the cop can take you into custody and take you to wherever that test is going to be done, whether it's at the police station, a hospital where they're gonna draw your blood or whatever, and basically force you to give a sample. Okay, so I've heard the story, and I don't think it was one of our clients, but one trick that someone has said to get out of a DUI is immediately when you get pulled over, before the cop comes up to your window, you get out of the car, you take a bottle of vodka that you have under the front seat of your car, you stand there with your arms up, and you down the whole bottle of vodka. And then the cop doesn't know if you were drunk before they pulled you over or right then. So 
I think that that could potentially get you out of a DUI, but maybe get you in other legal trouble, like having a bottle of alcohol in reach of the driver's seat, which in Nebraska is illegal. Okay, so, so that won't work. It, well, sometimes some people think getting a lesser charge is better than getting the worst charge. I don't know. So um, DUI is the worst charge in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> worse than open container, yeah. I also think, I, and I've heard this from several people, but I also, th well, mostly from people asking me if they ever get pulled over for a DUI, if that's what they should do. And I just sort of think, I'm not even gonna answer that question. But I also think um, that in that moment, the police are gonna be like, get back in your car. It, you run the risk of the police being like, what are you doing? They may physically interfere with you, you know, like they may remember you're drunk, right? We're we're assuming, <laughs> well, are you? We're assuming, after the we're assuming this person's drunk, and then you have a completely sober police officer who's trained in like takedown moves and things like that. Who's gonna get to that bottle of alcohol faster? <laughs> maybe. All right, so let's not. So do maybe that. you maybe you get a splash like near your face. <laughs> I don't know. So your face smells like alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I honestly never have had a case where that's happened, but it's in the movies and TV shows all the time. And I think, yeah, you get pulled over on, um, or like, I think where it would work is if you don't get pulled over, but your car becomes inoperable because you crashed it. Um and then you decide that you're gonna leave and you're gonna go to the bar, you're gonna go straight home and start drinking, well, you might get a leaving the scene of an accident because they, they'll figure out that it was you driving because it's your car and there's video cameras everywhere, right? In the whole world. They say that you're videoed like 27 times in a, in Only a, 27? I'm surprised by that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's 27,000. Maybe it's 27 times an hour. <laughs> Where did you hear this? I don't know. Google. <laughs> All right, Google. How many times a day? Oh, my watch is probably going to be like on video. Me. Yeah, it's a gazillion, right? <laughs> right. Like, they're going to figure it out. But and everyone has a ring camera at their house. So then they like yes. all ring cameras together yes. going down the street. Well, and some like streetlights and poles, uh, like light poles have video right. cameras on them, too. So right. you can't get out of anything now. No, you, you really can't. So have there been other stories of our clients in the past trying to get out of DUIs that you can recall? With weird behavior like that? You know, I haven't had any people like trying to get out of it in a tricky manner. I, I mean, the, the legal way to beat a DUI is to challenge the police even pulling you over. So. And that's the truth of like almost any crime if that starts with a traffic stop is, did the cop have um, probable cause to pull you over? If you weren't really breaking the law, anything that happens after that is thrown out in a motion to suppress. So if that's how you can beat a DUI, and that's how people do beat DUIs. And I know there's um, stories that I've heard in our office where people aren't really pulled over, but maybe they're sleeping in the car yeah. and they're drunk and the car's not running, but the keys are in the ignition. And then sometimes I've even heard the keys are in the back seat. Right. So is that a DUI if you're found sleeping in your car and the keys are in the back seat and it's not even running? So the law changed at some point. Um, it was This was before I became an attorney. So there were cases- so a long time ago. A long time ago, like, <laughs> yeah, before, you know, 
1975. No. The, there were cases where people would fall asleep in their car, the car was off, and they would be super drunk, and they would not get a DUI. They changed that law at some point to say, instead of driving, they called it actual physical control. Mm. And so they, all those factors can go into play to say, is someone in actual physical control? Are they sitting in the driver's seat? Are, do they have access to the keys? You know, is there signs of recent driving? So like there was a case that came out right around the time I became an attorney of a guy who crashed his motorcycle. It was like a one vehicle accident. And he was thrown from the motorcycle. The keys were removed somehow. I don't really know how motorcycle keys work, but there was no key. And he was like, I'm so far away from my motorcycle because he got launched or whatever. Like, how could I have been driving? Which, I mean, come on. <laughs> so that didn't work. No, that didn't work. Um, so what about I, what about the keyless or like my key can stay in my purse and I, it's just the, you know, turn yeah. on the ignition. And so it never even leaves my purse. Where's your purse though? Sometimes it goes in the back seat. Yeah, it's in the car though. Okay. So what know, if it's in the trunk and I can't reach it? I still think you can operate the motor vehicle. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, if there was a car that like you could not actually operate unless the key was within you know, so if I'm drunk and I just need to sleep it off, put my key outside the car, like on the ground. No, if Still? you're drunk and you need to sleep it off, don't sleep in your car. Where should I go? Outside the car. Okay, or I could call an Uber. <laughs> Uber has saved so many DUIs, probably. Right? I mean, like yes. the DUI rate should be going down, but I don't actually think it is. Right? Because of Uber. So what's a DWI? So that, I think that's what they call it in Iowa. And DWI means driving while intoxicated. And then DUI is driving under the influence. Yes. And does one of them then in capture um, being high while driving? Yes. So it, the law is driving while under the influence of drugs or alcohol in Nebraska. So if you're high, and you can be high on even prescription drugs. If it impairs your driving, you can still get a DUI. So in that sense, or in that circumstance, there are police officers who are trained to recognize signs of drug intoxication. And they, they're, they're, it's not every cop. So like, let's say, you know, average Joe cop pulls you over and is like, Hmm, this person seems impaired, but I don't think it's alcohol. I don't smell anything. Their breath doesn't, you know, they're not slurring their words, but they're doing other things. They would call this other cop that's called a drug recognition expert. And that person comes and looks for different things to see if you are under the influence. And they, and obviously a urine test, a blood test can still show those symptoms or those, the presence of drugs. So, Got it. Yeah. So driving under the influence is inclusive of alcohol yes. and drugs yes in nebraska yes okay so a lot of questions that we get to from our clients that are sometimes difficult to answer is about employment and duis yeah it's a big deal yeah so like are there different types of jobs that it affects more i think if you're an uber driver it would affect your job <laughs> yeah do you, I, and we don't know the answer to all of this about and if you're a pizza delivery person <laughs> yeah 
like how who who has to tell their employers we don't know the answer to that you know of what's required in yeah. your job um i would assume so let's say driving is a major part of your job i would assume when you're hired that you have to show valid a valid driver's license and i would assume that those employers periodically check to make sure you have a valid license if you're driving all the time yeah if you're driving for work um i had a client that was issued a company car he would drive around all the time to see clients and um he said they ran his license every 30 days so he basically had a 30-day window window from because when you get at, at a certain point in the process of being charged with a DUI, the state will revoke your driver's license. Through the DMV? Yes. Okay. Or issue a restricted driver's license to you, meaning you can continue to drive as long as you have the interlock on your car, which is that thing that you blow in that says you have no alcohol in your system, so it allows you to start the car. If you have alcohol in your system, you can't start the car. So can anyone look at anyone else's driving record? Um. I, so, like, you can go on the Nebraska DMV website. If you know the person's date of birth, either their social or their driver's license number, and it is not hard to find those numbers on people, especially your driver's license number. Um, like, we can pull driver's licenses from just the public court system. If you've gotten a speeding ticket, I can find your driver's license number and your date of birth. And I can put that info into just the DMV's website and find out if you have a restricted license. So, so an employer is gonna have that information. Yeah, and maybe there's, you know, because you've probably given them a copy of your driver's license too. Okay. And and they would obviously have to have insurance on you or you'd have to provide your own insurance. I'm assuming they would have insurance on you. I don't know. So how long does a DUI stay on your record? Well, in Nebraska, any criminal conviction stays on your record forever. Um, you can't expunge your criminal record in Nebraska, so there's no way to go in and say, well, that was a really long time ago. I'm perfect now. Please erase that from my record. Um, that's like a misnomer, right? That you can... It's a myth. Yeah, total myth. Um, in yeah, Nebraska. misnomer is not the right word. Misnomer is like I'm... That's why I corrected you. Yeah. Like misnomer is... <laughs> Like saying indigo is purple when it's really blue or whatever, right? Yeah, we had a conversation about Roy G. Biv. <laughs> yeah, misnomer's not correct, myth. Yeah, it's a myth that you can, after a certain amount of time, you can expunge your criminal record. In Nebraska. In Nebraska. Other states may be different, I don't know. But in Nebraska, you can get a DUI second offense or third offense or fourth offense after you've had one and the, they call it a look back period. The look back is 15 years. So if you got one and then you get another one, if that first one was within 15 years, that next one's gonna be a second. If it was 16 or more years, it's gonna be a first again. Okay, so DUI is gonna follow you for a long time. Yes. All right, so call an Uber. Yes, call an Uber. If you don't call an Uber, then call a lawyer. And don't sleep in your car. So get out and sleep on the curb. Yeah. I. Do people sleep in their car? I mean, it, they must. I think so. Have you ever slept in your car? Like some people are uh, like, oh, I'm driving across the country, I'm gonna sleep in my car. I'm like, what? I don't think so, unless maybe one time I was driving home after law school finals, you know, from Michigan to Omaha, and I think I thought like, oh, I better take a little nap. Where did you stop? I think at a rest stop. 
But I think that happened one time and I was like, maybe I should just wait until the next day to drive home. Because I was like downing Red Bulls to try and stay awake. Ooh, yeah, that's I had my bad. cat in my car with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding even better. But I wasn't drunk. So I wouldn't have gotten a DUI. But maybe but you were driving erratically because your cat was like jumping all over. No, you no, no, like, no. She was in a carrier. Thing. Oh, okay, okay. Not like sitting yeah. on your lap. Right, right. That would be so cute. Okay, so we have we have some questions. Oh, okay. That uh, Google really apparently people ask these all the time. They Google DUI. Oh yes, because remember the best legal advice in the world comes from Google. Right. Yeah. Right. Not so from real lawyers. We're gonna have them on the screen. Oh. Uh, Okay. This is so cool. We've never done this before. This is the first time in the studio, right? Right. Okay. Can you get a DUI on a horse? <laughs> no, you can't. And I know I know the answer to this one because the law- Wait, is the horse drunk? The horse could maybe get a DUI for horsing around. Ah, good one. <laughs> oh my God. More animals jokes. Um, the law specifically says you have to be on a motorized vehicle. That has horsepower. <laughs> Who knew? Okay, so it has to have a motor, so a horse doesn't work. But what other types of things, though? So, hilarious. This is the funniest thing that is real, I think, about DUIs. I was sitting in court one time, and this was in county court where all DUIs are handled unless they become felonies. And every so everyone can hear everything, right? And this guy gets called up, and he's pleading guilty to a DUI, and the prosecutor reads from the police report after you plead guilty and the prosecutor says the defendant was at a bar on a party bus and the defendant left the bar and instead of getting on the party bus he got on a road grader that was sitting next to the bar what's a road grader susan it's like this giant huge thing that you drive along a road and i think it like chews up the road the road yeah it's like a machinery yeah it's like a huge piece of road construction equipment, right? I don't know. But they said road grader and I could see this thing and there's just a chair, you know? And the keys were in it. So this guy and his buddies, they they turned it, he turned it on. And by now, like, I think the people from the bar were like, oh, they're messing around with that equipment like right next to the bar. So they called the police. The police come, the guy's sitting on it, hooting, hollering, his friends are taking pictures and the cops, get him for a DUI. But he hadn't even driven the nope. road grader? Turned it on. Wow. Yeah. And and everyone in the courtroom is laughing at this guy. The judge is laughing. Everyone's laughing. And it was funny, but... So you can get a DUI on a road grader. It, it's also like, I'm thinking, now this guy's driver's license insurance is, or his car insurance is going to go up? Like, what an idiot. All right, so, so road yeah. graders in horse, no. What about a bike? A bike, no, because it doesn't have a motor. What about a moped? So there was a case in Lincoln that um, a person got, I don't know if they crashed or whatever, but they were charged with a DUI on a moped and the judge determined no because the motor on a moped wasn't powerful enough. Doesn't have enough horsepower. (laughs) Right. So I I don't know where that threshold lies if there's like, so an electric bike is questionable too. I think you could probably um, ride an electric bike drunk. Wow. Probably. All right, yeah. moving on. Yeah. What's the next question? 
uh, can you go to Canada with a DUI? Can you go to Canada? So I don't really know the answer to this, but there's like all these, this talk. And I think, I mean, this is Canadian law, right? Because Canada can keep out any The Mounties? Yeah. They oh, can, wait, the Mounties are on a horse. They are. <laughs> the Mounted Patrol. So, yeah, and they line the border and like they won't let you in, like shoulder to shoulder. Just kidding. That's not how it is. So like, is the question like you're, you're drunk as you're trying to get into Canada because that would be really dumb. Have you ever driven to Canada? Well, yeah, you did right in yeah. law school because you were close. Yeah, um, and and like they like ask you for your ID and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean it's not just like so we it's not it's a process during COVID. Uh, my husband and I went up to the northern Minnesota, and he had never been into Canada, so he was like, "Let's go to the border," and we couldn't get in because it's COVID and all yeah. of that. And so we kept going to the border and he would just turn around like right at the border. And he did that like three times. And I was like, you're on a list. I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think we had a rental car, so that's good. <laughs> I said, Tom, I think we should stop doing that. Because they can't that. figure out who's driving a rental They car. probably thought he maybe was drunk. So, oh, all right, next question. He, he didn't do like this, like, I mean, I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, what countries won't let you in with a DUI? I don't know the answer to that, but I, I'm guessing there are certain countries that are like... You probably get executed for a DUI in some countries. <sighs> yeah, probably. Even on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Should I tell my staff I got a DUI? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, your staff. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Should what? I tell my staff? I feel like it depends on your job, right? Yeah. So there's... <laughs> there's... This, attorney in town who likes to drink and drive and has been in the papers a few times about drinking and driving and like when you're a DUI attorney you go to court a lot so this guy had some pretty flashy cars he had some vanity plates I think still does and he would park in front of the courthouse on the street so when he got a certain number of DUIs I don't know and couldn't drive anymore he would have someone on his staff drive him to the courthouse in his So that person needs to tell his staff. Yeah, that person did, because he had no other way to get to court. All right, so the next question, (laughs) how many DUIs are too much? Well, at some point you're going to jail, or or at some point you're going to prison for a long time, Yes, and that's after how many? So a DUI, carries felony jail time if it's a third offense with a blood alcohol content of twice the legal limit or more or a or a true fourth offense so you've gotten three in 15 years and now you're facing number four in 15 years that one's automatically a felony even if you are just at the legal limit just above it so how many DUIs are too much? We're talking about three or four probably, and then you're about to go to prison. But also, in all seriousness, you may have a problem. And there are yeah. a lot of resources out there for alcoholism, and you should probably seek some sort of treatment. And some people even realize, you know, with one DUI that they have a problem, and they seek help, and, um, you know, so the answer to this is really, it depends in a personal sense, in a legal sense, in a ha-ha sense, like, you know, we're here to represent people. We don't judge them based on if right. it's number one, number four, number five, whatever. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. So you're good on horses and um, 
You're good on uh, maybe Smaller, a moped. Smaller motorized vehicles, but not road graders. Yes. All right. <laughs> no road grading. Driving. Have you ever driven a road grader? What's the biggest piece of equipment you've ever driven besides a car? A tractor. A tractor? You drove a tractor? Yeah, we have a tractor. It's only like, one. Oh, like your house, like you're not out in the cornfield. Oh, no. That would be so cool. You could take a tractor in a cornfield. Do you want to try it sometime? I would like to drive farm equipment. All right. Like farming. Though I wanna, oh, you want to you want to be farming? Yeah, I want to farm, not as my job. Like <laughs> I want to try it for a minute. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's take the podcast off. And the that's road. a wrap on episode one of season three. <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks for joining us today on the Lady Lawyer League podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode, and join us next time. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast and be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Ref Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.